Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It's Friday, Friday. Gonna get down on Friday. Wow, we worked so hard, so long. We made it, you guys. We it's made Friday. It. I hope everyone is rejoicing in this sacred, blessed day as much as we are. It freaks me out to think that there's a generation of kids who might not know that song. Well, that's why we're here at the Morning Toast. We're going to sing it every week. We're trying to recruit younger fans. Educate the masses. But only so that they will know that song. It's a beautiful, real testament to the beauty that is Friday. Yeah, to the beauty that is Friday. Today is a gloomy Friday, but it actually matches my mood because I'm so excited for this to be done for me to go home and just read all day and like not feel like, should I do something alfresco? Right. Um, that's not happening. And at the beginning of this week, I thought it was going to be a slow one. I really did. But as far as quarantine weeks go, this is kind of just chugged right along. You know, it's been a fine week, um, except I came to a, a major realization about myself, which realizing things about yourself is a really frightening journey to go on yeah um and it's not very often that I realize things about myself like my physical appearance because people like on the internet just point it out and then I'm like oh yeah I do do that like I do talk over my Jackie like I like they, they <laughs> let me know you know they let me know but I watched our episode from yesterday because I loved it I thought it was yesterday's episode was one of my favorites that we'd done in a while so I like got home got in bed cuddled up with Theo and we watched it you and said to my dog Theo Theo get over here quick Hi. reminder that in case you haven't watched my comedy special yet you should. That's a perfect activity for this weekend. Yes. Okay. So I'm laying in bed and I'm watching myself and I'm trying not to do the thing that I like. I realize that both when I'm talking and when I'm listening, I blink literally so much. Literally. I couldn't, I could not get over when I'm listening to you. I'm like, <laughs> she's trying to communicate with me. I'm doing Morse code. That's not Morse code. But it's not. Yes, it Morse is. Code, it's, no, Morse code is a tapping. No, it's like, it's I like guess, eyebrows and lips. I guess if the person doing the Morse code like has something in his eye. No, no, no. Jackie, we've spoken about this on the show before. Morse code is literally this. Sure, but it's, that's it. Okay, okay, sure. That's it. Uh, just so you guys want, might want to Google that. Um, so yeah, I realize I have a blinking problem. I don't know, maybe it's like dry eye. I need to get that medicine. Jennifer Aniston is always shilling on the commercials, but it's just something I realized about myself. And now I'm like so self-conscious. I'm like trying not to blink. I'm like a deer. Something I've realized about myself, which people have called me out for and I recognize within myself, is my new unattractive habit on this show of saying, um... Before, during, and after I have something to say. Hmm. And so that's something that I'm working on. I don't know where it came from. I've never been an ummer. I do think that my ums have taken away from some of my likes, though I I realize I do still say like. Me too. Um, but... (laughs) 
But at least um is something you can train yourself out of. How can I stop <laughs> blinking? I don't know. I feel like I'm doing it so much now. Like I'm freaking I never, out. I've never noticed it. I'm not going to lie. I literally looked like I was falling asleep on this couch yesterday. I'm like, I can't believe nobody's pointed it out before because people are so critical of us. Like, I couldn't believe not one person was like, does anyone else see Claudia blinking 7,000 times? I've never noticed it, but maybe I'm just because I'm always looking at myself. Very possible. Very possible. So I'm going to work on my ums. And, and I'm not going to work on my blinking because I wouldn't know how to work on it if I could. But you I think be like Ramona at New York Fashion Week. Yeah, deer in headlights. I think what I will work on if we're just talking about working on things, I'm going to work on being like a little less negative. Okay. That's always something good I, to work on. But I always say that. And, you know, being negative is just who I am. Shouldn't I just embrace it? Yes. And also, I do think a lot of people tune in for the negativity. You know, it's so much easier to be negative. No, not even that. It's just... We're not unnecessarily negative. I no, don't no, think. no, no, no. So I do think some stories require a bit of neg- negativity. Yeah, and you know what? It's like, no offense, but like this is a comedy show, and being positive like isn't necessarily funny. Yeah, but I think in certain situations, like on your birthday, you know, that's where let's try and be positive. That was a hard day for me. Though. You know, but when we're recapping a story about Amber Heard taking who, a dumb, who did something negative. Let's be negative. Somebody left one of the funniest comments on our YouTube being like, I cannot believe this episode wasn't called Amber Turd. No, I know. And that's what we'll call her from here on out. And I have no, to but that's honest, like mean. That's, you know what I mean? You know what's mean? Taking a shit in someone else's bed and expecting someone else to clean it up. So true. That's So mean. true. That's mean. So we have a fabulous show. Of course, we're going to do the Fast Five. And then we're also going to recap some TV that was on last night, which includes The Real Housewives of New York City and the 30 Rock one-time special that was on NBC last night, um, which was essentially just like a 60-minute commercial for Peacock and NBC. And I loved every minute of it. I know that I think we differ on yeah. how we felt about it. I watched it with Zach, and I think it was the single best piece of virtual content made in quarantine that I've seen yet. I agree, tech-wise. I also think it was the best piece of branded content I'd ever seen. Like, yeah. It was essentially just a really, really, really entertaining commercial for 60 minutes. It was, and it was for 60 minutes. It was 60 minutes. Oh, I thought you said it was a commercial for 60 minutes. Oh, sorry, minutes. for an hour. Yeah. No, also, it was like the NBC upfront. So it was, it was cool because it was so B2C, but also B2B. They're talking to their advertisers but it's on prime time. Right. So it really took us behind the scenes. This, some of the shows look great. I couldn't tell what was parody and what was a real show. Um, I'm assuming Law & Order, Just the Paperwork was parody. Was a parody. But is Young Rock a real show? For sure. Cool. Um, so we will get into 30 Rock, even though we pretty much just did it already, and Real Housewives during our TV recap segment. But before that, I think... You think it's time? Really? You something else to say? Oh, I got a haircut. I know. I was just going to say, I feel as though you want to talk about the fact that you got a haircut, but you forgot. And this is the first time in like the last five years where I got a haircut and I didn't come home and cry. It looks stunning. Stunning. It's beautiful, stunning, and smart. I hadn't been to a salon in forever. And it was so, I felt so, I was a little like nervous about going to a salon. Um, but it was just me and the hairdresser. There was only two people in the salon. And I wore a mask the whole time. And she was like crazy with the Lysol. So I felt fine like... COVID wise Um, and then it was just so nice to get like my hair washed and like scratching my scalp that's like my favorite part of a massage is like when they scratch your scalp Um, and it was good I honestly I had a a very positive experience at the salon and then when I left the salon because usually like I get home and I literally like start pulling my hair like I want to cry and just like shave my head Um, but no I feel really positive about it I just got like a two inch trim with some layers and I feel refreshed Love it. I'm going to get a haircut soon, too. I'm going to keep the length, but I want to do, like, a lot of layers. Sometimes, like, and we're long-haired galleys, but sometimes your hair reaches, like, this 
maybe it grows by like a quarter of an inch and it takes you from like boho Coachella to like vagrant on the street. Oh, I, I look forward to reaching that length. But I, I don't think there. I don't think I'm there yet. But my hair is getting really long. Yeah, it is. But it needs now to be bodied. But what's so crazy is like when I filmed my special in January, my hair was so short. I Remember? mean, it's been a long time since then. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it feels like literally last week. Yeah, because again, just another great reminder to order my comedy special, Disgraced Queen, available on Apple TV, iTunes, Amazon Prime, so many places you could stream, buy, and rent the comedy special and the comedy album. Yes, you can listen to it. It's like like you do podcasts. So fabulous. There's you guys. a highlight on my Instagram story. It's called Disgraced Queen. Check it out. All the links are there. It's it's beautiful. If your boyfriend plays PlayStation. I think you can actually watch my comedy special. I'm getting confused between Xbox or PlayStation, but one of them you could buy movies on and you could buy my special on that one. Got it. Yeah. I don't know which one it is either. And I got a bunch of DMs and you told me you did too. Our episode of Say Yes to the Dress is airing like literally right, right now. As we speak. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to the nasty DMs. Like that's what gets me through. I haven't watched that episode in a while. Maybe I, watched I will it. soon. I watched it literally once when it came out and I was so disgusted that I never watched it again. I'm sure it's probably cute because we've gotten like really nice. Yes. Feedback. Feedback in the years since it's been so long. It's been, you know, it's been mixed feedback, but it always is. <laughs> it always is. Okay. I think it's time to get right into it. The fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> but wait, Jax, it's Friday. And we got to get down on Friday. And what also we have to do is something we've been doing for a few weeks now. We hope you guys have been enjoying it is we are highlighting black owned businesses. And today's business is fabulous. Jam and Rico founded by Lizette Scott in 2016. Jam and Rico is a Caribbean inspired fashion jewelry company providing bold, unique and colorful designs. Growing up, Lizette was always influenced by her culture with immigrant grandparents from both islands, Jamaica and Puerto Rico. She was always curious about their upbringing and traditions that were formed from their homeland. The most prominent inspirations were food and music in her home. A little salsa and reggae with a mix of arroz con pollo, jerk and curry were her favorites and loved within her home. Once Lizette got older and was able to travel both sides of the island, the fascination and love of her heritage grew even stronger. The colors, carnivals, art, beaches, and language all inspired her to create and design. That's when she knew she needed to design... She needed to design to bring her closer to the cultural connection of her ancestors. Lizette created Jam and Rico to dive deeper into her love of designing and the Caribbean. Some of the most beautiful jewelry, so colorful. You guys are going to love it. If you want to shop Jam and Rico or just learn more about Lizette and the brand, visit jamandrico.com. So that's J-A-M-A-N-D-R-I-C-O. Or you can find them on Instagram, spelled the same, at Jam and Rico. Check it out. Really beautiful jewelry, beautiful colors. You guys are going to love it. Check it out. Love it. Okay. Let's get into our first story. There's, there's some good stories today. Okay. Former Ellen DeGeneres show employees claim they were subject to a toxic work environment. One current and 10 former employees of the Ellen DeGeneres show have come forward anonymously with claims regarding a toxic work environment on set. The individuals who spoke on the condition of anonymity out of fear of retribution told BuzzFeed News in a piece published Thursday that Ellen DeGeneres' eponymous... Eponymous? Eponymous? Eponym. Ellen DeGeneres' TV show. Her, yeah, the show that bears her name. <laughs> um, 
isn't the cheery, benevolent program viewers you see at home. Instead, employees said they were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement days, faced microaggressions, and were subjected to favoritism by executive producers. No specific claims were made against DeGeneres. However, some told BuzzFeed News they were not to speak to the A-lister if she was in the office. Quote, people focus on rumors about how Ellen is mean and everything like that, but that's not the problem, one former employee claimed. Quote, the issue is these three executive producers running the show who are in charge of all these people and who make the culture and are putting out this feeling of bullying and being mean. They feel that everybody who works at the Ellen show is so lucky to work there. Quote, so if you have a problem, you should leave because we'll hire someone else because everybody wants to work here. Executive not me. Executive producers Ed Glavin, Mary Connolly, and Andy Lassner told E! News that they are taking the claims about themselves. They are the three executive producers yeah. in question. They're taking the claims. We're taking the, the self-claims. Yeah, they're taking the claims about themselves okay. very seriously. They added in a statement, We are truly heartbroken and sorry to learn that even one person in our production family has had a negative experience. It's not who we are. Um, it, it clearly editor's is. Editor's note sounds like it's exactly who you are you and not who we strive to be. This makes a lot of sense. Like, because there's always been like rumors about Ellen, but at the end of the day, the Ellen TV show probably has what, like 200 people working on it from like tech to producers to writers that like it's the odds that Ellen actually like interacts or um, that any, many of them would even have experiences directly with Ellen is kind of rare because she is such a big star and we know that she's likes to keep to herself. So it does make sense that like this toxic culture isn't being perpetuated by Ellen. She doesn't really work there. She like does the show and leaves, you know? Yeah. So it, it seems like, you know, these three executive producers, like they feel cool, like they're back in high school and they're like in charge and they want to make everyone, they're like the cool jocks, you know? Yeah. And I think because from what we've heard, Ellen has this like, favoritism that yeah. she engages in with among her staffers and I'm sure the three people who are her favorites the executive producers do the same thing to the rest of the employees yeah it might be the tone that Ellen sets, sets but she's not the one I don't think she has the time I don't think she hangs around I think she does her show for the hour she probably meets with the producers they tell her what show she's going to do but the people who actually make the show happen are the ones who work with the executive producers and not directly with Ellen yeah I mean it, it makes sense because Ellen's doing her show from home right yeah. And Andy's like on the show, haha, ha, like standing outside her house in the backyard, Is like he? being like a comedian. I don't know. Um, I don't watch Ellen, but I've seen videos. He like stands outside. It's like supposed to be a funny shtick, but I guess that was the best the writers could come up with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been speaking about this for a while. There have been so many um, like rumors and just people sharing their experiences of either working for Ellen with Ellen on the Ellen show. And it's just always been like a negative experience in the sense that it's just not like a warm, welcoming, fun environment when it's really like a comedy show. And it's also like a humanitarian show. Like she gives away so much money. She does so much good work. It seems so strange that like what's going on behind the walls of Ellen would literally be the polar opposite of what her brand is. It's it makes no fucking sense. It's of what we see on the show. She ends every show and she says, be kind to one another. And it's like, Bitch, look at the fucking mirror. And then she goes backstage and, and this toxic work environment is churning its wheels. It's like the irony is like so poetic, you know? It, it really is. I think this combined with all of the other Stuff. rumors about Ellen oh, oh, throughout quarantine, um, I think they need to do a complete revamp like of the back end of this show. I don't know. I feel like, you know what, Ellen, every time Ellen renews for a season, people are like, oh, we thought she was like, on." I feel like the, the end of Ellen is upon us. Like if she was young and like had so many years ahead of her working on Ellen, I think it would be worth it to, but I feel like she's over it. And every time she does it, it's like a shock that she renews for another season. It's her choice. It's not like the network. Her ratings are great. I feel like this is a terrible way to go out after like such an accomplished career. And she needs to find a way to like 
ease over all like the press and just like go out gracefully. Oh, I disagree. I don't think, I think she should keep doing her show. I think her show is great. It clearly gets good numbers. People, what, what she does in her own personal life, it's her business. Um, she should be nice to people, but she's not. But I think the show does a lot of good and, and brings people a lot of joy. I, I think they need to change the work environment that surrounds it and the executive producers who perpetuate it. Has Ellen even acknowledged, because she's still doing a show, right? Yeah. So it's like a lot of these late night hosts are coming under fire recently and they're all going on vacation. So like you don't really get to hear from them. But Ellen has been, there's been during quarantine, like multiple reports about her and she's still doing the show and she doesn't even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird. Yeah, but hopefully she'll make some changes. Whether she acknowledges it or not, hopefully she makes some changes behind the scenes because no one should have to work in an environment like this. And what a shitty feeling to feel like, oh, you're so replaceable. It's literally Devil Wears Prada. A million girls yeah. would kill for this job. Therefore, I can treat you like shit. Yeah, no, it, it's terrible. And I feel like if you're a writer or you're into comedy, like working for or with Ellen is probably like a goal. And then you get there and it's just like so shitty. It's like a high school. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Crazy. Well, best of luck to those executive producers. I feel as though time 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 might be up. Okay, next story is extremely sad. Tamar Braxton has been rushed to the hospital after a possible overdose. Her family is asking for prayers. Tamar Braxton is reportedly recovering in the hospital after being found unresponsive on Wednesday. Braxton is being monitored around the clock as sources believe she made an attempt to take her own life, NME reports. She is currently in stable condition. The singer and reality TV star had been staying at the Ritz-Carlton residences in downtown LA with her partner David Adifiso, according to The Blast. When he found her unconscious, he called 911 and reports suggest that Braxton has been drinking and appeared to have consumed an unknown number of prescription pills. Oh, man. LAPD confirmed to the outlet that a call had been made around 9.45 p.m. Wednesday in regards to a, quote, possible overdose by a woman matching Braxton's description. Well, when I heard the story this morning, um, it didn't say that she was stable. So I'm glad that she is. And this is just a terrible story. And just it feels like a pile on, like in a lot of senses, like all these terrible stories coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really hope that she is okay. And when she recovers, she gets the help that she needs. Yeah. Because they're like... They're, like, so steeny. They're so sister, sister, sister. So it's, like, the family just must be, like, freaking out, like, so sad. So I really hope that, you know, she can come to a full recovery. Me too. A spokesperson for the Braxton family released the following statement. Quote, Tamar has had a very tough and emotional day. More information will be coming in the next few days. Please pray for her. And I think that's what we should all be doing is sending our prayers, thoughts, love, and just holding out hope for her. Sorry. Agreed. Yeah, no, this is a terrible story. And I just, I can only imagine like what her sisters are like freaking out about. And I just, we're praying for her and I'm glad that she's in stable condition and I am looking forward to her healing process, hopefully. Yes, definitely. Okay. Next story. Um, switching gears into a little random celeb couple question mark news. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this one yet. Let me hear. Cause I heard it just this morning. Colton Underwood is dating Lucy Hale. Keeping things, no. quote, casual. Look at this photo. 
<gasps> I have so many things to say, but here's the tea from TMZ. Stop, from Lucy. Tea, from TMZ. Colton Underwood has a new woman in his life, and it's Lucy Hale. Our sources tell us the Pretty Little Liars actress reached out to Colton soon after his split from ex-girlfriend Cassie what? Randolph, and the two have been seeing each other a lot. The ex-bachelor went on a hike with Lucy Wednesday at, at Paseo Marimar Trail in Los Angeles' scenic Pacific Palisades neighborhood. Sounds beautiful. And as you can see, Colton and Lucy were pretty sweaty, close, and without masks. Our what? Or our, well, I think that goes to say that like they've been together without masks because you're only like maskless with your quarantine. Oh, but they're outside. You're maskless with your with your quarantine. Okay, I don't want to get into that. I need to talk. I did not our, hear right, about I'm this. I'm not here to talk about masks. I did not hear about this. Mm -hmm. Our sources say that Colton and Lucy have gone on a few of these casual hike dates over the last few weeks, so it seems their relationship has legs. Lucy's had her eye on Colton for years too. Back in 2018, she said he would make a bachelor a good bachelor because he's quote wholesome, a good guy, and beautiful to watch. Okay, I think we all said that back in 2018. Yeah, and, things and have changed. We're not rumored to be dating. Um, no, the thing is, it's like usually um, I'm... There it is. Call it out. Call it out. Oh, the... Um, I and, I was, and you were about to speak, so it, it was like <laughs> a fruitless um. I usually am a real champion of celebrity relationships with someone from The Bachelor. I feel like it elevates the whole franchise. And like, I really... Like, I was here for Tyler C and Gigi. Not at first, but at last. I love Sarah Hyland. Like, I, I really usually can get on board but I really don't like this and mostly due in fact to the due in part to the fact that like I just I dislike Colton and I I have a special ability to like see him for what he really is okay I'm just gonna remind you of, of a few things like we spoke to Colton at the CMA red carpet and yeah. he was extremely nice yeah no by the way I'm oh, sorry let me rephrase I don't dislike him as a person I thought he was lovely I just think he's like a little thirsty okay but so am I I, I don't know see that here's Here's the thing. One, I do think it's a little soon, considering when he released his statement with Cassie, for him to like already be in a new relationship. The, the thing here, though, for me is that I am obsessed with Lucy Hale. Me like, too. She, I love everything she does. Did you see the video she posted recently because her show got canceled? So sad. It was such a sad video talking about how like uh, Katie, Katie Keene got canceled and just like this industry just continues to break her heart. These shows that she loves. She has been in like three failed series. Yeah, she did the one... Um, life Sentence. Life Sentence, yes. This And then I Will Never Forget of, About Privilege, which was a show that just meant so much to me. So much. Justice for Privileged. And so I, I, I just absolutely love her. So if she... She's one of these people who it's like, whatever she chooses to do with her life, like, I show up and I stand and I, I salute. I feel that. I'm trying to now trace back on, like, why I dislike this. And, and I really am trying to figure it out. And I think part of me just dislikes, like, Colton is obviously, like, thirsty for fame. Like, that's not, and so am I. Like, I'm not saying that, like, it's a bad thing. But I think what bothers me about him is that he, he gets where, like, all this press and, like, all this, I don't know, like, these moments like off the backs of women like at first it was Allie Raisman then it was Cassie and like now it's Lucy Hill it's like do something else that's a really great point because you know what now that I think about it yes he has his, his foundation but like his foundation didn't make him famous a Allie Raisman did like he was a he was a nobody football player mm -hmm. and I think when they dated like he actually got dropped or whatever like it was he had a very short-lived NFL career and it's just like I don't know every time I hear about him he's like he's like not I mean riding not like riding I mean like he's riding another women woman like 
to Hollywood. Like, yeah. that's what bothers me. I just figured it out. You know, it's helpful when you sit and think about things before you say them. I should try it more often. I think that's a very fair point. What also bothers me about this story is this photo, which makes it clear that the paparazzi were called. Yeah, and of then course. the level of detail in this article... Um, where it says that Lucy like reached out to him, makes it clear that Colton Underwood called TMZ himself, set up the photograph, and then gave some tea. Yep. And I that bothers even me. Even though I know that happens with celebrities, I need a little more subtlety in order to just go with it. No, yet. Yeah. Being a part of pop culture requires a suspense of disbelief. Like, we know certain things are going on behind the scenes, but we're going to pretend we'll all go along. Like, this like, is real. Ha, we ha, ha. know that every time a celebrity gets paparazzi'd, they called them. Mo- uh, most, most of the time. of the time. Um, but I still like to think that sometimes it's like the one time. When Running it, to Starbucks. You know, when it, they really were just, like, spotted. Totally. And I can, I can suspend, you know, and I can go along and pretend for as much as possible. But this is so obvious. And I don't know, there's just something about it that bothers me. And I just wish Colt, like even with his book, like he sold the book really being like, you want to hear what happened in the fantasy suite? Again, like trying to exploit Cassie. And then, and then people buy the book and the chapter on the fantasy suite is blank. And it says, that's none of your business. So it's just like, I feel like he keeps, I don't know, there's something about it that just doesn't feel right. Like, so much of his career is just like, off the backs of women. I hear that. And I just want to say, sometimes I get this gut feeling about a new couple, you know, where I'm like, this is it. It's the end all be all. This is not it. I can tell you right now. This might be the last we actually ever hear of it. Yeah. I think. I think it might be that. I do not think that this is a love match. You know, I could see something happening where it's like Lucy Hale is very famous. She doesn't need to be like calling the paparazzi on herself, um, especially like on a hike where she's like not really doing anything. Um, And I feel like she might be put off by like Colton's obviously like heavy handedness in this situation. Like he did this behind her back. I could see that being a situation. And even if you look at the body language in this photo. We'll post it on our Instagram. Colton's obviously like smiling, like coy. Looking directly at the camera. And Lucy like looks like she's about to start power walking away. Yeah. No, and she's totally wearing sunglasses, like not interested. If a body language expert were to read this photo, they would agree with what I just said. That like this might be the end of it just because he called the paparazzi and he's literally posing for the photo. Yeah. And I don't know if I was in a new real relationship celebrity or non-celebrity and my partner called the paparazzi like date, let's say it's date two, date three. It's a little soon for me. And on a hike, like give a girl some notice. No, a hike is such an unflattering moment. Let's go somewhere fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Interesting. I had not heard about this, but again, very interesting. Very interesting. Very, and as I would say, interessant. However, whatever Lucy chooses to do. We support. We support. Yeah. Next story, some more unhappy couple news. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick break up after two years no. of dating. Yes. Oh my God, I didn't hear that either. over for Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> They're, quote, no longer together. A rep for Patrick told Page Six on Thursday. Rumblings of a split emerged first on Wednesday when Swipe Sports reported the former NASCAR driver had unfollowed the Packers quarterback mm. on Instagram. Patrick was also said to be a no-show at a recent charity golf event that Rodgers participated in. As of Thursday, he still follows her on mm. Instagram. That's not like full-blown proof, but definitely something's up. Let's say that they are broken up. That makes me really sad. No, a rep for her confirmed to page six that they are no longer together. Oh, okay. Um, I'm like kind of sad about this. I actually really liked them. And when him him and Olivia Munn, what? Remember? You probably don't remember No, of course not. But remember when 
I think it was, I don't even know if it was during Olivia Munn times or Danica Patrick because it was like probably three years ago, maybe even on The Breath, where they went to a restaurant in yes, of course. Green Bay called The Chive. Yes. And we said it sounded fabulous. And we wanted to move and go to The Chive with Peter Krause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually really liked this couple because when he broke up with Olivia Munn, I was like, by the way, the Chive, when we were reporting on it, sorry, it was like their first outing. Yeah. So we were like, we reported on it because we were so upset about him and Olivia Munn breaking up. And then yeah. we just got all sidetracked with the concept of this Chive sounds like a fabulous restaurant. It still does, by the way. We should still go. So back to what I've been trying to say three times now. When him and Olivia Munn broke up, I was really devastated because I felt like the Bragus in their family had a lot to do with Aaron. And that was during the time when Jordan and Jojo. And I just like hated that Aaron and Olivia broke up because it made it look like Jordan and Jojo like somehow won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he started dating this Danica girl who I'd never heard of, but I was like living for it. You haven't go daddy commercials? No, I don't know what she's, she's on. She's on the GoDaddy commercial. She's an NASCAR driver. But no, I know, I know yeah, that now. But she, she's on commercials all when the time. When they started dating, I didn't know her. Did you? Yes. Liar. Yes. Liar. No, I, I totally did. Whatever. All I'm saying was that like this, this rebound like ended up being like a really good, nice, strong relationship. Like every time I heard about them, I'm like, oh, they're still together. I love that. And now like I'm like, oh, they're still together. And you're saying no. So I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad too. I really am. It's really hard not to talk about them and not talk about Jojo and Jordan. What do you mean? It's impossible. It's impossible. And with every breakup, I'm like, maybe he'll call his family. Well, so now I'm like, you know, maybe he'll be really lonely enough, lonely enough desperate enough to get in contact with his family. Yeah. He's apparently dating Shailene Woodley. He's apparently dating Shailene Woodley, our sources say. Where is that? We saw it on Nessun. I don't know what that is. Um, that's interesting. Uh, okay, I'm here for it. I actually really like Shailene Woodley. Me too. She, she's you know, she's different. I heard she like gave up all of her earthly possessions and she like lives on a farm and doesn't have a cell phone. So I don't know if she would be like going to football games in Wisconsin, but a girl can dream. Opposites attract. Opposites attract. That's why you and I are such best friends. See, look, she won't touch me. Okay. Um... I hope that that's true about Aaron and Shailene, and I hope Danica finds love as well. Sad to see these two break up, but again, I didn't get that warm, fuzzy, um, this is it feeling in my stomach. I didn't, you know what, I, I, I did I had, not get it. I got the feeling of this is good, yeah. but not this is it. Who do you have the warm, fuzzy feeling for? About this is it? Like, um, ugh, I feel like we're always... Well, we were talking about um, <laughs> Billy Lord and her, like, nobody boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also, like, David Foster, Catherine McPhee. Yeah. Um... We were talking about... Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox. Yes. We were talking about... Vinny and Francesca Fraga. I don't get that warm, fuzzy no, feeling. me neither. But I get like a, a tawdry love affair. Yes. And then also Lily James and one of Chris. the Chris's. I don't think I got that feeling. No, yet. I didn't either. It's too, it's too soon. Yeah. Okay, fifth and final story. A little exciting Rob Kardashian news because he Wait, is... Wait, no, no. Is oh. it the fifth and final news that's brought to you by patreon.com slash Toast? is this story is brought to you by our patreon channel patreon.com slash the morning toast where we give you five extra bonus episodes of the toast every month but they're not really toast episodes they're no. more personal they're vlogs they're topical so you get five episodes some of them are video some of them are audio episodes like regular podcasts for the podcast we'll do like topical so we did a whole episode this week on conspiracy theories we did a whole episode on like what plastic surgery beauty cosmetic procedures we've had done um we've done a whole episode on judaism uh really topical stuff and then our vlogs are more behind the scenes more family stuff um with all the scenes with ben we're doing a chili cook-off i think next month we're trying to figure out the logistics of the chili cook-off um so yeah it's seven dollars and 99 cents a month it's a great way to support the show and then also get five extra episodes and they're behind a paywall so 
I think we both feel a little bit more comfortable like opening up, opening up because yeah. it's it's just a little bit more protected. And our episode with NT is actually behind the paywall. So when you when you sign up for Patreon, again, it's $7.99. You get access to like all, all the, the old, old episodes. So let me share with you some episodes that we've done. We just did Conspiracy Theories. We did two episodes about Real Housewives tagline history. And we just talk about Real Housewives in depth and all the moments that happened on that show before we started doing our show. We do general Q&As where if you're in the Toast After Dark, which you should subscribe, membership is up to date. So join Toast After Dark if you're a patron and you've been waiting to get in. Join now because we are doing membership. We did an episode about our favorite things in every category, what we're loving, streaming, watching, eating, drinking. We did an episode that's G and I in the queue. I had Claudia Margot over to my house. We made a pizza. We got drunk. It's fucking hilarious. It's a vlog. We did a Zoom get ready with us one morning where we each got ready together on Zoom. We did a Zoom like happy hour with all the sisters. That was like a crowd favorite. Yes, we did that as well. We did a faux interview where a girl with no job gets a job. People yes, love that. That we- was so mad. I forgot about that one. That one was so funny. Jackie sat down and like asked me all the classic job interview questions. And um, I don't know. I never really had a job before. So. It was so funny. We did, but each of us did a vlog of our day in the life in quarantine, what we were doing in a day Uh we have cooking videos shows with olivia and ben and margo we do interviews with our husbands i have my house tour up there it took me nine months but i my house tour is up there too and so is olivia's so yeah if you if you buy a subscription now you get access to like over 200 episodes so it's really a fabulous deal Yes. Oh, my God. We did two episodes. Wow, I forgot about this. Where we debriefed all of the Toast guests, all of the guests that have ever come on the show. We went through all of our episodes and we talked about every guest and our experience having them on the show and what we thought. A little behind the scenes. And any tea that they might have spilled. I did an anniversary episode with Zach. We do a lot of DJT recaps. I mean, there's Toast Radio, which is one of our most controversial segments. It's a controversial series um, in the Patreon. It's one of my favorites because it was my idea. It's basically like Jackie and I being radio hosts where it's like we talk about music and then we play a song you know yeah um some people don't like it but also um you also get access to I think one of the most well-received videos we've ever done which was our drunk get ready with us oh when we went to the the squeeze concert the squeeze concert and we got drunk and we did our makeup for the concert and it was in the vein of Kylie and Chloe's video and it was so and I funny. think ours was better I think it was too for sure so head over patreon.com slash morning toast if you want some premium content and or you just want to support this show fifth and final story Rob Kardashian returning to Kardashians he's returning to Kardashians Rob stepped away from his famous family's e-reality tv series a few years ago as he struggled with weight gain and depression but is ready to come back in a more full-time capacity Chloe revealed on Sirius XM's The Morning Mashup up. Quote, my brother's coming back around. He's feeling more confident and comfortable. I think he just, you know, started a whole new season. The usually reclu- reclusive Rob made a cameo on an episode earlier this year to celebrate daughter Dream's birthday. But I guess, ac- according to Chloe, we'll be getting more Rob. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, I kind of expected Rob to never come back. I wasn't, like, waiting patiently for him. Like, I really understood that the show was toxic for him and it, he was in a bad place. And I, I totally, like, understood and respected that. And I never expected him to come back. But... This was just kind of like sprung on me and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, and mostly I'm glad to hear that he's doing well enough to feel like he wants to come back to right. the show. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to like struggle with depression and have to go back to work. But it's another thing to struggle with depression and have to go back to work when your work is like such a public platform and you're clearly like have struggled with your weight. And 
I could see how it's like this perfect storm of just like toxicity. And I really never thought he was going to return. And I love watching old episodes with him. And I love him. He's one of my favorites. And we are running out of Kardashians because like Kylie's never on. Courtney quit. Kendall like barely comes on. It's really just Chloe, Kim and Chris putting the entire show on their back. So we, we logistically like we need more cast members. We do need more cast members. So this is good for the show. It's good for Rob. And it's good for the content. I'm excited. And I, I think that means he'll be getting a check, which is just good for Dream. I think he's been getting paid. But I think that family deal, the 100 million, I think that they cut him into. You know what's so interesting is that like we're still in that 100 million. Do you remember years ago? I remember it was on the cover of the New York Post when they got their, after like 10 or so seasons, they renegotiated renegotiated their deal with E for another 10 season and it was $100 million for the family. And now like given like how far they've come, like it doesn't seem like enough. No, it doesn't seem like enough. Because when you split it, and does that mean Chris gets part of the $100 million and then 10% of everyone else's? No, I think she gets 10% of the $100 million. Right. So um, I feel like they definitely split it equally because they're, they are that type of family and it would create so much weirdness, like, weirdness and hierarchy if it was divvied up Inequally. And the way that Kim and Chloe talk on the show about everyone contributing, they're talking as if they're all getting paid equally. Because if they were getting paid more, they wouldn't say the things that they were saying because that's fair. Right. But Kim keeps saying, like, it needs to be fair. But I think that's because it's split equally, except I don't think that Kylie, Kylie. gets paid from the show because I don't think she needs the money. Like, because she's actually not on it. Like, Kendall is on it. Yes, yeah, she's boring. not on it. She doesn't want to be on it. She doesn't need the money. But I do think Rob gets... Okay. Yeah, and also, like, uh, Kris Jenner took Arthur George, and while Rob has been kind of on hiatus, she's churning out that content. She's always posting about it on her Instagram. They have a thriving Instagram. They sell them at Neiman Marcus. Um, so that must be, like, maybe, like, a couple million dollars a year for Rob. Maybe less. I think less. I don't know. Kris Jenner, she's everything of the sort. She really is, and just seeing her on Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills last night, two nights ago, confirmed that. Well, that is a great recap into segue into our tv recap segment it was almost a great segue sorry fuck um and also this serves as a reminder that next week on monday we're going to recap our toast movie of the week which is remember Remember the the titans Titans. so make sure to check it out we'll be recapping it on monday we hope you guys participate with us but let's talk about what we watched last night first up the 30 rock one-time special reunion on nbc i didn't realize I thought they were just like getting together like for fun. Like it was clearly this really brilliant marketing tactic to not only, you know, show the new slate of content coming in for NBC and NBC owns Bravo, E, Sci-Fi, USA. So it's not just like Channel 4. Yeah. It's all of NBC. So to highlight all the new shows they have coming and then also to promote Peacock, which um, is out, right? Yes. It's totally it launched like yesterday. Olivia called me. She was like, you have to download Peacock. I'm like, really? She said, it's totally free. She was not lying. I'm like, if you have cable, you just log in with your cable. I know you don't have cable. You can use mine. Um, and she's like, they have literally every season of like random Bravo shows. They have the Rachel Zoe project. Oh my God. So yeah, it's, I'm definitely going to download it. Also, it's free. So I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah, it's free and there's so much content. And I Olivia thought. Olivia said they've smashed. Did you ever watch it? No, she texted me last night asking me if I used to watch Smash. She texted me too. And I'm like, no, that was Margo. Like she literally couldn't remember which sister watched Smash. That is so funny. I could, she didn't respond. So I, I didn't remember that she texted me and I didn't know why she asked me that. Right. But now I understand why. Peacock's just. Taking over her life. Taking over her life. Yes. So I thought the 30 Rock special was a great entree into Peacock. Kevin, uh, no. 
what's his name? Tracy Morgan? No, Kenneth. Kenneth Page. Oh my God, that was so Head funny. of the network. It was just perfection. The fact that they have a show about NBC, the network, it just made perfect sense. Well, by the end, the fact that 30 Rock, let's just take it back. The fact that 30 Rock aired on NBC and it was a show about NBC, about a show like 30 Rock. about the bu- 30 Rock, the building in which they work. And TGS was essentially the SNL. show. Oh. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, genius like that whole thing was genius and the show was really so brilliant we talk about it here all the time like I've just it was just a fabulous show and they won so many Emmys and they kind of you know went out a little bit disgracefully like they cut the last season in half nobody was watching it there was like five years in a row where they won every single Emmy and then like it was over yeah but I was thrilled to be hearing that they would be doing a a reunion because like by the way I don't even like Liz Lemon I think she's so annoying but I watched the show for one reason and one reason only and that's Tracy Morgan and as I was watching last night I came to the realization like when people ask me like who's your favorite comedian I always say Joan Rivers and I think now I need to say Joan Rivers and Tracy Morgan yeah he's incredible I also love Jack Donaghy and I love Jenna there's something about I absolutely love Jenna when she was singing the Universal song (laughs) first of all it was an amazing song yeah they did it so well every zoom Thing that we see is not only bad quality it's awkward the stories suck everything about this was so well done it was so of the moment it was the best virtual content that's been made in the last six months and, and everyone's been trying Khloe Kardashian's cameo was so funny it, I, I loved that they had all of these different stars from the NBC family it was Andy so, it, Andrew Cohen when oh, Chris when Chrisley said he was cousins with Kenneth Todd Chris, he was like, see you later, cousin. That was so funny. So it's so funny. When, when, um, when Liz Lemon was like, I saw you on a show with Andrew Cohen. I was like, who the fuck is that? No, totally. It was just, it was so good. The references, the cameos, everything about it was so well done. Even the storyline was really good and a perfect way to set up Peacock. I was so impressed. And I had spoken to you and you said that the second half I wasn't going to like. No, I said that I just like, I was so in awe in the beginning between everyone coming and then like the quality was so good. And then like the commercially vibe just took over. Yes, but you know what? I, I liked the commercially vibe I was watching with Zach, and we were both like, this is so good. We were so yeah. impressed all along the way. I thought it was the perfect way to introduce Peacock. A great 30 Rock reunion, which, by the way, reunions happen all the time, and they suck. suck. So not only was it a great reunion, but they also like got some business done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was effective. It was effective business and consumerism, and I think it's the type of vertical integration that Jock Donaghy would, would be, be proud so of. proud of. So sure. That was a great little reference. Great way to tie it up in a bow. Um, and then we finished the Berkshires last night in Real Housewives of New York, and it was actually a good episode. We're two for two this week with um, Housewives. Let's take it back to the the night where we left off, where um, everyone is really drunk, and I think that I forget because we haven't seen Luann drunk in a few seasons. That like she was, they used to joke that she had a wooden leg, like she really could hold her own. So I think part of me didn't realize how fucked up she was when she was packing and hysterically sobbing. And I had never seen her cry before. When the, that dinner where they are just nuts. If you listen, if you were to listen to it without looking at it, they sound like children, like who are like having tantrums. Mm -hmm. 
there's something so strange about this season and and the alcohol because usually in any season we get like one crazy night Mm -hmm. you know where everyone just had a little too much to drink and things get off the handle and then all the fights for the rest of the season ensue from that night but this is so commonplace for the Real Housewives of New York at this point that the next day they're not even fighting about the awful awful things that were said well so regardless of whose side you were on with the Luann and Sonia debacle which I actually have thought about a lot okay let's get into it see I keep going back and forth because part of me is like yeah Luann, what are you doing? Pay, pay Sonia. But part of me knows what it's like to run a tour. And I have a zero expense tour because it's literally just me on stage. I have been to Luann's show multiple times. She has a full band, a full set, full decor. Like it is expensive to not only travel with the production, but also have it set up at every show. So like, I I definitely think it looks like she's making more money than she is. And it's really, her tour is very successful. And part of me is like, you know what? I think in a lot of ways, she said it kind of rudely. Not that she's doing Sonia a favor by having her come on the tour, but it's like what Luann has built is really, really impressive. And all of these women have been trying for so long to like, none of them really have jobs outside of Housewives. And they've all been trying like with their weird merch or like they've been trying to like do something. And Luann really did it. And I think in a lot of ways, her giving Sonia the opportunity to come on the tour is a big, it's a big opportunity for Sonia. Like if it was popular enough, Sonia could go on her own tour. Like it is the stepping stone. So I think getting so caught up in the money where it's like, Luann's like, you're not even valuing the fact that I'm letting you come on my tour. Like, yes, Sonia is fabulous and she would do amazing, but Luann's tour is successful on its own without Sonia. So I kind of understood why she's like, please, first of all, don't get involved the other women it's like annoying and it's like no one's even acknowledging the opportunity like the gift that Luann is giving Sonia I hear what you're saying um I think Ramona actually said it best when she said that Sonia is like the butt of the joke on this show on the tour and she's not even paying her yeah and I agree you know it is a platform it is an opportunity but Sonia also brings eyeballs people love Sonia and it becomes more of a real housewives fan thing versus just like an actual cabaret show yeah also, if you were doing the Dirty Jeans tour and you were bringing me out yes. on certain shows and embarrassing me and I was and, and I was just part of the joke and I was a part of the shtick for you, I would demand to be paid and you would pay me. Yes, of course. No, but see, I feel like it's if we're selling a show, Jackie and Claudia, then we split it. Like, Of course. So, But no, say it's Dirty Jeans. Okay. And there's a few shows where like I'm coming, we're doing like a bit together. Actually, yeah. I don't know. But you're my sister, so I wouldn't. Like, I know. But like different. I would pay you, but I, I wouldn't pay you $250. I would pay right. you like... Four figures. Right. That And that's what the girls are saying. They're saying that, and I'm sure Luann brags about how much money she's making from the yeah. tour. And then you see what Sonia's making. She'd be better off not paying Sonia at all and just arguing that it's about the experience and the exposure yes. for her versus valuing her at that's $250. True. That's very true. But you know, the conversation becomes irrelevant when Dorinda gets up in an attempt to somehow defend Sonia, who she thinks she needs to protect and just becomes evil. And I was surprised when Luann woke up the next morning and wasn't still upset because exactly what Dorinda said to make Luann cry is exactly what she said in Mexico two years ago that literally caused a break in their friendship for over a year. 100%. At least I don't have a mugshot. She brought up the mugshot again and that like totally devastated Luann when she said it the first time. So this is where I was at last night. In the argument between Luann and Sonia, I had Sonia, I I agreed with Sonia and I think that Luann should respect her and pay her more. 
The way that Dorinda treated Luann in an argument that had nothing to do with her in Dorinda's own home making her feel unwelcome, saying horrible things about her, made me take Luann's side. Yep. When she left, I was like, I would leave too. I'm like, get in the car. You're never going to leave if you don't get in the fucking car. No, I thought like, for sure she I was, was going to. you can't stay there. They were being so rude to her. And Dorinda is, be, is supposed to be a host. You can't just go off on your guests like that, especially when this has nothing to do with you. Agreed. I thought Sonia was, I mean, she was so, so drunk. And by the way, does she own another sweater? She's, She's wearing the same sweater in the car at dinner all night. Whoa. Woke up in it. Yeah, she obviously wore it that night, slept in it, just kept going. <laughs> um, and I thought that Ramona was doing a good job of having Sonia's yes. back. So it was not for Dorinda to step in no, but see, and make a perfect, her guests feel uncomfortable. Ramona's a perfect example of like, okay, you want to take up for Sonia? Sure, you don't have to insult Luann. Actually, I was really shocked. Ramona was like, really? She was drinking, but she was not visibly drunk at any point, And she was really being weirdly the voice of reason in, i agree and she continues to be i feel like she had some sort of moment last year after last season where she decided she's going to be above the fray now and like she doesn't want to get involved and that's why i think next week when we see all the girls like gyrating at her birthday party with her fancy friends like ramona has now decided she doesn't care about what she's done in the past she is now above a certain line and she won't go below it interesting also ramona really was the voice of reason because she had sonia's back and in the argument where i do think sonia was justified justified but then when Luann was upset she went out and she went out with Leah and Luann and she was there for Luann Ramona so was I, on the right side of I history I think she really was there for both of her friends at that time I agree there's something else I want to talk about because we posted on our Instagram this cameo yes of Elise and Leah who are obviously like I guess hanging out now. quarantining together I don't know um interesting factoid but after this week's episode I'm like oh they obviously develop a friendship because they were like making out and they're obviously like becoming friends yes which is cute I love when people the become newbies. friends off the show and yes. they're spending time together even though they're not being filmed but at least made a cameo as you do wishing someone a happy birthday um started out weird like just started out awkward and then Leah comes in they talk about Ramona and then Leah said that the reason that Ramona can't keep a man is because she shits the bed every time she has sex which um I actually really did not like that was kind of like way below the belt which is exactly what everyone's been saying about Dorinda like so you can't you can't complain about what Dorinda does and then like you literally are doing the same exact thing yeah well it's interesting because Dorinda called Leah like a, a mini Dorinda on the oh, episode yeah, last like, what night. an insult what, what an insult I do not think that's true but that cameo I, I didn't live for it I saw a lot of comments like oh my god living Leah's the queen I thought it was really fucking rude and it rubbed me the wrong way unnecessary and gross and what to, I need to see what Ramona did to Leah to to make well, that okay they have been beefing hardcore oh, on yeah, social she media that thing about hurricane leah and about ramona and then like avery was like po posting videos of leah like being drunk in nantucket and being like oh mom i can't believe you associate with this and then leah was like a, like literally coming for avery and they've just been and now ramona's been like under fire because she has been like traveling from palm beach to the hamptons and like not really being super um careful when it comes to COVID and then she said she had antibodies and then she went to that party in the Hamptons at Joe Farrell's house where a bunch of people got coronavirus and Leah has kind of been like attacking her on that front now so they are not getting along like that they're whatever is going to be unpacked at the reunion which I heard is being filmed very soon they filmed Beverly Hills yesterday virtually I don't know Garcelle kept tweeting like reunion and I saw her in glam but it just looked, looked like glam I don't know if it was shit I, I need know. to know. I'm down for a virtual reunion. I think that they've turned out fine. But NBC I, obviously has but their like, Zoom priorities in order. I need to see the full looks. Like, it's just, it's not the same, but what can you do? Leah bringing that bartender. 
Oh my God. I so love, cute. I thought that was so cute. So here's the thing. I, I love Leah. I think she's an amazing housewife. I don't think any housewife has had an, a better first impression than her. I did not like the video. And Me the too. And the Ramona shitting the bed thing. It, it just... Rub me the wrong way. Rub me the wrong way. It's a really disrespectful thing to say about anyone, let alone like a a mature woman. An older woman. Mature. Um, And then what else happened? At that dinner party with Colin Cowie, like Dorinda bothers me so much. Like, I don't know. I just, everything about her is just like so, like I'm not impressed by anything she does. I'm like, wow, Colin (laughs) Cowie making a salad with a scissor. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. It was just so, I actually like her sister though. Melinda. Melinda and Dorinda. Once a year we get... A glimpse of Dorinda's sister, who I just need to know more about. It's crazy. She looks so much like Dorinda, yep. but her name's Melinda. Melinda. And it's fabulous. Oh, actually, and, actually uh, Heather. That, that party, I was going to say, that party looked really, really fun. They never open up the Berkshires. The Berkshires, it's like they're always literally in The Shining. Like, nobody comes in and out of the house. But they went shopping, and now people are coming over for dinner. I actually liked this version better. No, because the house is now open. It's like... In book, like I just read this book about a haunted house and like they had to like expunge. It was also like spooky and um, like hocus pocusy. Okay. But uh, the, now the, the house is haunted. Actually, I, no spoilers, but whatever. Some, it, it's Where, unha- get to it. It's unhaunted now. So yes, people oh. can come in and out. And, like, and that's Bluestone Manor. And that's Manor. what she was saying last week. And even Sonia said like pulling up to this house, like I like this house now, whereas before I never did. Yeah, I get that. There's something fresh about it. And the party looked so fun. I love seeing Heather. I actually really liked her. I always liked her. I love her. She was just a good girl. She has like a good marriage and a good business. And I just think she was like a good person. I really like her. Yeah, I, I really like her. And the show didn't, let, you know, shit all over her, her life. yeah and then we had um I think it was a gay couple that one of them got seated next to Ramona and Ramona was talking about how um all she cares about is really like finding a man with money and this guy had like such a fresh normal perspective she's Ramona was like I need someone who has as much money as me and I guess like okay but then the guy was like why it's like there's literally so few guys like that and don't you just want like a nice guy who loves you who loves you it's like Ramona's accomplished she has two homes Wait, she has two residences as she, she said she travels a lot but here's the thing since her, if Ramona has so much money so then why does she need a man who has money right you know I don't think Ramona has so much money but I think she says that she, she I think she has a like she lives a very good life I do believe she has her home in the Hamptons she sold her apartment in New York and I believe she rents now so it's just I think when at, at the height of her and Mario's career, I think that they lived a very affluent life. But I think with the divorce and just like Ramona used to have businesses and she doesn't anymore. Like the housewife is I think she lives a very good life, but I don't think it's the life that she level that she wants to be at. And I don't think it's a level that a lot of her fancy friends are at. And I, and I think she's looking for a man to elevate her to that level with the women who were at the the gala where she said, don't invite Sonia to my birthday party. Got it. OK, that makes complete sense. That's then. what I think. But yeah, she lives a very good quality of life. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. anything, um, but also, I didn't like the way Ramona spoke about Sonia. Like, if Sonia needs the money, like, it's just, Ramona is getting much better. But the way she talks about money, it's like, girl, get some self-awareness. Come on. <laughs> I agree. It's a little cringy, too. It is extremely cringy. And you know what? I really don't miss Tinsley, like, at all. No, me neither. Because she was an easy punching bag for so many of the women and and. I think a lot of people just like when they wanted to lash out, they just went to her and it wasn't a fair fight. And it's not, it's not even interesting. But when yeah. it's Dorinda versus Luann, it's like, shit. Yeah. What's Luann going to say back? Right. You know, if it's Dorinda versus Ramona even, like it's, 
it's equal. But with Tinsley, it, it, she just didn't have the chops for it. And you know what? Yeah. I think that's fine because I don't think most people are equipped for the level of insanity that goes down on the Real Housewives of New York. No, but the episode, like them in the Berkshires, just like wanted me, made me so badly want to like rent a cabin upstate and like invite a bunch of friends. Like the way they all just like got dressed up to like sit around the fire and have like a catered dinner, like sounds like the ideal night. I can't wait for the fall. I can't wait for the fall. It was it was really a, a bucolic episode. Truly. Um, so yeah, that is our show. We hope you guys enjoyed all the episodes this week. If you want to catch up on any of them, they're all available on YouTube for the video. And the videos are also now available on Spotify. So if you are already a podcast listener listening on Spotify, you can now catch the videos on there. But the podcast audios are still everywhere. You can find them. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio. You know what it, you know what it is, you guys. You but know the drill. But wherever you listen to podcasts, please find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Over the weekend, if you're looking for something to do, I would highly recommend renting or streaming my comedy special. It is available on multiple platforms. If you go to the Instagram highlight on Girl With No Job called Disgraced Queen, all the links to stream, purchase, rent, all the stuff. So we really appreciate the support. And thanks for tagging me in all your Instagram stories. Um, if you take any pictures this weekend, make sure they look fire as fuck using Jackie O Flow, Jackie's presets from JackieOFlow.com. And that's all she wrote. That is all she wrote. We will see you on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.